You're listening to the MLS Fantasy Insider, bringing you weekly tips, tricks, and advice for the official MLS Fantasy game. Hello and welcome to episode 24 of the MLS Fantasy Insider, our preview of round 21. This episode is brought to you by FC Cincinnati Victory. Keep your apps down. Uh, no, sorry. Um, uh, sorry, I had my my fandom showing off right there. No, uh, actually brought to you by the amazing Patreon supporters of the MLS Fantasy Insider and MLSFantasyBoss.com. I'm your host, Reed Connolly from MLS Fantasy Boss. And tonight I'm joined by our co-hosts, my usual partners in fantasy, uh, Blaine Riffle and Ashley Savage. Uh, we'd also like to, to welcome our very special guest from a, halfway across the Pacific Ocean, uh, we have a Patreon member, former MLS Fantasy boss, writer, and a player who has uh, very often been there at the top of the league several times this year, uh, Squirrel Squad. Uh, we have Tyler Bartles. Uh, aloha, everyone. Konbanwa genki desu ka? Thanks. Thanks for having me, Reed. Uh, no, no problem. Glad to have you. Uh, for those of you who don't know, uh, this is fun for Tyler because he's he's coming to us from Hawaii, but in the past he's come to us before from New Zealand, which was slightly closer to us after having been in Japan, and I missed him each time when he was in the Continental 48 for being on our show. So uh, yes, that, that was a little special intro just there in Japanese for, for Tyler. Uh, but Blaine and Ashley, hello to you as well. Hi. Hello. In, in English. Yeah. Uh, great. So I'm glad to have you guys here. Glad everyone's listening. As I mentioned in our uh, YouTube chat just before the show started, this is a quick turnaround. And I'm going to say this a couple of times during the show. Game start tomorrow. If you're listening to this tonight, game start tomorrow. If you're listening to it Tuesday, because I'm, I'm going to be trying to get this edited tonight, then it starts today. Game start on Tuesday. And there are six, three games, six teams. So uh, be sure you need to get your team set because this is a big double game week with some good options. So we're going to be covering that tonight. But before we get there, we're going to start with a little review of how we did and some of our takeaways from round 20 that we think will help you going into round 21. Blaine, how'd you do? Yeah, not great. Um, I had too many threes, just made one stupid decision. Just, yeah, not great. I uh, don't even really want to talk about it just because it was bad. I just probably worst week all year. Still won the host invitational head-to-head. So stayed in the top 10 there, thankfully. But, yeah, just not a great week. Missed a lot of picks. Just m- multiple players getting threes. And it wasn't enough to keep pace. I dropped off a lot, so really got my work cut out for me now. Ashley, what about you? Um, well, I beat you. You did. So that was really nice for me. You did. It was close. It was super close. I, it literally came down to fall from LAFC. That was what, and what's funny is when we've talked, I didn't realize we were playing each other. Um, but that was about the highlight of, of my week. It was just that because <laughs> not a whole lot else went well for me either. Um, I picked up a, a, a good Seattle core, um, which I was hesitant to do, but they proved me wrong, which I'm thrilled with. Um, I had knew who I had fry. I had Nico Ladero. Um, I picked up Pepe, um, America striker, as you might know him as. Um, so I was happy with that, but I, I missed on some 
that I talked about within my household and then regretted later. I missed on Lujo Acosta. Um, I missed on Arango. I missed on a couple that I contemplated. That's the one that burns the most, right? When you talk about it or you put them on your team and then you pull them. I had a lot of that this week. Um, but also, you know, had Darussi, Polito, Zella just like plopping with threes on my team. So um, it was okay. I didn't, I, I'm not as upset about it as, as Blaine sounds like his, but um, not a great week for me, for sure. Yeah, I need to point out right now that three of the players on the Dream Team are from FC Cincinnati, no, uh, which is which is is wild. There are also three players from Atlanta. So shout out to Patrick right yeah. there. Um, uh, but yeah, no, that was that was super close. I got 75 points uh, myself this round. Kind of low, but I, I feel like this was that might have been sort of average for a lot of people. It, it seemed like there were some some weird results for a lot of people. For me, most of the frustration came from my forwards. I just didn't hit a good forward. All my forwards came up with threes, so that was disappointing. One off the bench, but the rest of my bench did fantastic. Thanks to my Seattle players who I brought in, Fry and Andrade coming in there gave me gave me a nine and an eight. I got Fontas there when I saw. Oh, something happened that we were talking about in our little group chat where someone wasn't playing. I was like, nope, forget that. And so I brought in Fontas and uh, got ten points from there. Uh, very solid. I had Nathan who picked up that yellow and is, is just no, no good for, for next week because of that. Um, but I midfield did pretty well. Um, Mihailovic is the only one that didn't do well with the two, but otherwise Gald, Atuesta, Moreno, Ladero all had good scores. Um, ended up my captain, I think changed three times throughout this round and ended up just being like, well, guess it's going to be an LAFC captain. There we go. So, um, but yeah, no, this was another week where, I mean, a really good captain pick, I think would have sent me over the top. Um, but uh, uh, getting getting six from Atuesta, definitely respectable for, for the kind of week I think a lot of people had. But yeah, no, I'm, overall, I'm, I'm pretty pleased with see how, seeing how this works. Tyler? Um, yeah, I was, uh, I'm still adjusting to be in Hawaii. Uh, if you didn't know, on the East Coast, guys, it's six hours behind. So it means the games happen really early. And checking scores for switcheroos and stuff is a huge pain. Um, so I ended up and I want to watch the games recorded later. So I end up not checking my lineup and uh, I end up with DMPs, uh, which sucks. But I ended up with 79 this week, which actually uh, I was pretty happy with. Um, I had Pepe and Romney off the bench. Uh, my midfield has been uh, really solid. Uh, I had Gold, uh, Mukhtar, Atuesta, and Ladero. The Ladero captain, um, the low floor midfield guys have been kind of my bread and butter this year um and then Melia thank you Blaine uh, Melia kept a clean sheet for me which is great um and then I've been really happy with Dewan Jones all year um and I've been putting him in pretty much any chance I get um he you know Rev's defense is solid but um he also is pretty involved uh, on both sides of the ball um so he's been he's been really solid um and I think Gold Gold in particular might be on my my team going forward a lot more because he's been since he's been starting he's been he's been uh, on fire. It's like, I think six, seven points average last five games. So. Yeah. yeah, for sure. This was another game where he didn't get a goal or an assist, but he just, he generated yeah. four attacking bonus points. So um, yeah, okay, yeah, he's, he, he may not be always the best captain option, uh, but, but I think he is definitely a solid player. Like you said, yeah, lots of, lots of good guys to, to slot in there when you're just kind of wondering how to round out your team. Uh, what about takeaways that you all had fantasy takeaways from round 20, Ashley? Yeah. I mean, I, I definitely had a couple um, and I think we might overlap. So I'll try to, to not speak too much on what I know the rest of you guys are going to say. 
Um, I think this might be a new Chicho in LA. Um, and he, I don't know that I think it's fair to say he's super legit. Um, he had not a slow start, but kind of a sputter of a start, but man, did he look good yesterday and the week before, um, Chicharito was back and the same token, um, in the starting lineup and did nothing. Uh, so I'm interested to see how he fits in. Um, and you know what he looks like in a double game week. Does he play both? Um, Atlanta seems to be really solidifying for me. Um, picking between some of their defenders, some of their midfielders, even without Yosef, they looked really good. Uh, the Seattle back line looked great this, this week again. And I know for fantasy, a lot of us have gone to them off and on throughout the season and they went through a big slump of kind of letting us all down, but Stephen Fry was back this week, which is massive. Um, Seth Cleveland, I think has screwed Seattle fans and fantasy players a few too many times. Um, this year already. So it was nice to see him back. I think that's, he's a very consistent, good pickup. Um, most, most of the time, especially at home. Um, and then I think Lucho Acosta heard everything that Christian said about him last week being garbage at home because man, did he produce fantasy wise and just as a player this week with 13, um, this was a, a much better home showing for him, uh, I don't, again, I won't speak too much about FC Cincinnati. I don't want to take from Reed, but, um, and then my, my last thing, which I knew it because I picked him up, but it was always nice to see America striker Ricardo Pepe coming in, coming in hot again with a goal and one bonus point. I mean, I'll take it from a striker and eight from, from a striker is nothing to be too upset about. So, um, yeah, I'm just really interested to see how this international play kind of comes into his MLS play and how that's reflected in fantasy. Like I said, he's not, adjust minutes played striker but he doesn't get a ton but still I'm I'm definitely paying attention to him as I have been going forward. Blank. Yeah I actually had a couple of mine which is great I want to echo the Atlanta thing I was talking about it last week and Moreno looks great right now uh, the team that's got a midfielder like that is on the rise I expect Martinez when he's back to get a whole lot better opportunities May not translate to fantasy points, but opportunities should be there to get those. Uh, same way Heel is back. Yeah. Love seeing him play. Uh, but one of the bigger surprises for me was just Nashville defense on the road. I've been kind of up and down on them. We know they've got a good core, but they hadn't been putting it all together for a while. Nashville's defense looks solid right now. And I know they're streaky, but when they're hot, you want to ride with them. And this is a good team to jump back on when they're hot. Um, on the other side of that, though, Austin showing us why they are an expansion team or reminding us that they are an expansion team. This was a pseudo rivalry game. It's hard to call a first year game a rivalry game, but going to Houston and getting blanked 3-0 is a bad result when they have been firing on all cylinders on offense. Defense hasn't looked that bad. To give up three right there is, is not a good look. So just be wary of that when you're looking at, at Austin players. Um, I know I went Drew UC this week and thought he was going to have another monster game because I didn't trust Houston. And yeah, that backfired on me hard. So keep that in mind as you're picking these last few games. They are still an expansion team and they are going to show that at times. And then Arango has just surprised me so much. I was not expecting that from a new to MLS player. 
I never expect much from them. Uh, just came on strong. I hadn't been working with him, but I actually managed to work out a huge trade for him in draft league. And so I brought him in for this week for draft league and just, I think I've got to bring him into my regular fantasy team as well at this point and just start looking for those matchups that I need because he's so good. And I always am a little biased towards my draft guys anyway. And now he's one of them. Tyler. Yeah. Uh, definitely some overlaps for me, but like I said earlier, Ryan Gold is a new lock for me um, or God, I don't know exactly how to say it, but like you, like you said, uh, like you said, Reed, his seven points in a game where they scored no goals Uh and then looking at back, I think the last five games, he's averaging about seven points a game. Um, and I think a lot of that is without uh, without goals or assists necessarily. Um, and I expect, fully expect uh, the um, Vancouver team to kind of pick it up. I feel like he was one of the additions they were waiting on. Um, and they've got a couple of pieces coming back. Uh, Gutierrez at left back. Um, and uh, I think that'll be, that'll be a, a big boost for them. So he's in my team now going forward. Mukhtar, I don't think needs much explanation, but he's been an absolute beast the last, like, so, I mean, he's, he's kind of unplayable. So he's in my lineup now uh, and forever. Um, Heal, I'm almost like getting ready to captain him next week. Now that he's back, I mean, he's what carried me through the beginning of the year. Um, I mean, he's, his bonus points are just like on another level. Um, so uh, it was good to see him come back in and have an immediate impact and look fresh. Um, and then uh, Castellanos, I watched the game he was playing against uh was it the revs this week that he played against um and god he just looks so good i mean he's gonna be suspended for the next game but uh i mean he just looked like uh like a star in the making when he was playing i know a lot of there's a lot of comparisons to him early on to like you know guys like cristiano ronaldo or something because he has the physique and um the kind of the, the potential of a guy like that um but uh he was he's you know we've seen it with the stats this year it's really coming coming full circle in a game that they probably shouldn't have, they should have done better. They were unlucky uh, with the Morales red card. Um, and then I have to echo the, the Seattle back line. Um, the Seattle back line was, I mean, they also got new who back, not just Fry. This is new who's first game back. Hundredth um, game. Hundredth yeah. game. <laughs> I mean, it's been so long and he was, he was in the beginning of the season, everyone's like, you know, defender of the year, uh, you know, talk, in, talking They're about all-stars. <laughs> and he was all-stars. It's, it yeah. seems like it's forever ago, but I mean, he's, you know, he's next level. So uh, I'm really excited for, for their back line moving forward. Yeah, I know Ashley had a suggestion for our brought to you by this week at revolving around Tati, and I didn't think it was exactly appropriate. <laughs> there were some expletives, but that's yes, what I some, some choice words. Uh, you guys took, I think, uh, all, the, all the main takeaways. I will say, adding on for FC Cincinnati, this is the reason why people have been tempted by Acosta in, in the past. Uh, it was also nice to see more of the expected or hoped for performance from Brenner that the people had hoped had wanted uh, since the beginning of the season. Um, but again, I still don't see enough there for him to make him necessarily even switcheroo worthy, depending on some of the other options that you have, but, but that is, that is good to build upon uh, for next year. The big question there is of course going to be what happens with the coaching situation and everything, but uh, yeah, no, that was a great win, even though you're probably, did, did, did we actually find a team worse in FC Cincinnati in Toronto? Maybe. Maybe. Without we'll, pause, maybe. We'll see. So, um, but it's nice to get the first win at the home stadium. Uh, and what was it, like 10, 12 games without a win, something like that? I mean, it was, it was, it's just so many you just can't even count. But no, it was nice. Reed, when I, I saw that posted on social, 
I thought it was a, like a joke. It was like MLS posted first home win. I was like, no, I, I fact checked the MLS Instagram account. <laughs> We've had several draws. I mean, that's I nice guess that's what I was thinking. Sure. We, we had several draws. I mean, I will throw out there again, just just one other fantasy related thing is is Teton came back into the goal. Uh, there's been kind of a back and forth there with who's going to be in the goal. I, I don't care for either of our keepers, so I'm never going to advocate for a Cincinnati keeper there, but he did come back in and got the clean sheet against Toronto. So, but, but there was a keeper switch up in, in the back. If it's anything, someone wants to take away from that. If I don't know if you're, you're crazy or you lose a bet to Weeby or Blaine or somebody and you have to go with Cincinnati players. I don't know whatever you're going to do. Uh, but yeah, so there are the takeaways. Now let's get into housekeeping for the, uh, the round 21. All right, housekeeping for round 21. Uh, first, let's do the league recap, as we always do. Uh, unfortunately, I'm not going to be giving Tyler a shout-out this week with his, his unfortunate uh, uh, time zone hiccup there. But I will give a shout-out to MLS Fantasy Boss and Reddit League winner Nawajawa, who's had that one locked down for several weeks. So good job there. Uh, new leaders in the Discord and the Patreon open, though. Uh, Discord is now being led by Feeling Kinda Rad. That's a, that's a good name there. And then uh, Patreon, we have our good friend MLS Fantasy Stats, who is uh, leading those op- that open league right there. Moving on to our head-to-head leagues, where the action is, uh, Sombrero FC is now the lead in both the Discord and the Patreon head-to-head leagues. Uh, in Discord, he has a record of 18-0-2. And in the Patreon league, he has a record of 16-0-4. So no, no ties. That's a solid lead right there. However, down in the Invitational MSL Fantasy Insider Hosts Experts League, uh, Skyler Redpath is still leading, but it is only by points as Matt Pollard is right there on his heels. 15-0-5 is is what Skyler's record is. Um, I didn't look at all of our positions. I know that I'm top 10. I think you might have been just above me, Blaine. Um, Yeah, I'm eighth in the Invitational. And then Tyler, your number, you got there in 12. And uh, you're, this is your first time. This is, this is, uh, this, but you sure. beat me. You beat me. Yeah, I know. I, yeah, Ashley, welcome. Welcome to the big leagues. Yeah, the Invitational is one of the toughest it, leagues I play. We play in every year. It is humbling to be here. <laughs> but you're winning your other leagues, aren't you? Yeah, of course. See, there we go. That's where it is. Uh, as for this week, round 21, uh, like I said, everybody, this you need to be ready for this round because it starts tomorrow. It starts Tuesday. Uh, that is September the 14th. And it starts at 7.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. That's like, what, one for you, Tyler? Yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> Math. For now. it's uh, We don't have daylight savings here. So pretty soon it'll be five hours again. I feel like that's a sensible thing. Anyway, we, we digress. Uh, it starts out at 7.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time with New York City FC versus Dallas, Toronto versus Miami, and uh, we have Columbus versus the New York Red Bulls. So we have all of the New York, New Jersey teams playing uh, this week. So I, if you're going to have those players, you need to make sure they are in your team and ready to go by tomorrow, Tuesday, September 14th, 730 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, or you're going to be in a world of hurt because this is also a double game week, and it's a big 
double game week. Uh, we have we have Austin, San Jose, New York Red Bulls, Miami, Toronto, LAFC, Portland, DC, Colorado. Uh, we have Chicago, Minnesota, New York City, Columbus, uh, LA Galaxy, Montreal, Atlanta, Houston, RSL, Cincinnati, and Orlando. Pretty much everybody. Uh, there are a few teams. I probably could have just done the teams that aren't, but I wanted to get off that list so you could really understand. This is a massive double game week. Of those teams of particular importance, there are four with a double home game. Uh, that is Toronto, Atlanta, Austin, and Portland. Those all have two home games this week. And then there are three teams with two away games. So the double away teams, we have Dallas, Chicago, and LAFC. Uh, feel free to fact check me on that. Uh, I went through that. I think I got them all, but uh, those are teams you may want to target with uh, some of your picks right there. As for buy teams, there are none. Everybody is, is playing this week. However, Vancouver is one of the teams who only has a single game week, and Vancouver plays the very last game of the round. So if you are looking for switcheroo players, you want them to be Vancouver players because you will definitely be able to see scores and, and be ready to go. I guess, unless you're choosing Colorado players, because that's who they play. But uh, Vancouver is going to be your ideal target for uh, switcheroos. That leaves only the, uh, the injury reports and suspensions call-ups. we got a lot of guys coming back this week. Blaine, what do you have for us? Yeah, everybody should be back and ready to go. Everybody, that played i know some of the last games finished up i think thursday that's why joseph martinez didn't play as he played thursday thursday night or something like that um so yeah everybody should be back and healthy don't have a ton here there's a few things um but good news is fragapane got the start this weekend um reynoso still looks out but fragapane is back that's always good news i know we talked about it earlier heel is back as well just getting more minutes, just like to highlight those. Uh, yellow cards did hit, though, hard this week. Uh, Tati picked one up, so he's going to miss the first game of the double he- of the double game week. Uh, Santiago Sosa for Atlanta is also out. Um, I, hate, I, I feel bad for Minnesota fans right now. They're getting a guy back, but they've got guys out. And then Alonzo and Gasper both picked up yellow card suspensions. So that's two more that are gone for the Wednesday game against Kansas city, Uh, Nathan for San Jose, which I know Nathan's quickly become a fan favorite around here and he is out. And then Ibieha for LAFC also picked up yellow card. Um, Alfredo Morales for New York city um, is out with the red and then not a ton of major news on the injury front. Um, Abubakar and Abobasi are still dealing with concussion symptoms. Uh, Don't know how long that's going to be. Reynoso still likely out for Minnesota and then of all the bad ones, uh, Santiago Rodriguez for New York City. He's been one of their young attackers. He's out for uh, up to about three weeks now. Um, so given the double game week status, no Tati, no Morales for that first game. Now they're without Rodriguez. That's really a – New York City took a big hit with all of this going on right now. But other than that, I don't have too many others. I haven't heard of any major injury news from this weekend uh, I tried to look through and see if there were if I could spot anything in the game sheets, but I didn't see anything like that. No early subs that were marked with injury or anything like that. So that's all I have at the moment, but we'll keep that updated as we go. Fantastic. Thanks so much for that, Blaine. Uh, but if you want to know more up-to-date uh, tips and not necessarily tips, if you want to know more up-to-date information about call-ups, 
head over to the Discord community. It's where we keep this this massive document uh, together. It's where uh, tips are discussed. It's where breaking news is is seen first in this community. So if you want to be a part of that, uh, to join and learn more of our community, head over to mlsfantasyboss.com slash discord. That is the easiest way to get an invite. It is a program you have to download, but it is 100% free and uh, it's a lot of fun. A lot, a great community, over 800 people, including some of the top fantasy players in the game, current and past, uh, past games, past number ones, just there's lots of great people here and everyone is willing to help with information. So uh, head over there again, it's mlsfantasyboss.com slash discord. Uh, but now for a lot of you, I'm sure are here for, we are going to talk about our player picks and recommendations for round 21. All right, let's talk about our player picks for round 21, starting out with some of the uh, games that we think are most promising or are looking forward to most from a fantasy perspective. Ashley, what are you looking at? Yeah, I am here for both Atlanta games. Um, I just like the form that they're in. I like the way the offense is clicking, the way the defense is playing. Um, both those big defenders having good runs with the men's national team, I think is going to only help. Uh, so I'm looking at, at them for sure. I'm excited for both those games. And then it pains me to say it, but I'm going to because this is what I'm here to do. But Portland having two home games is also something that I find very promising. Um, that that loss that they took at home to Seattle, I feel like really turned the ship around, which is funny because I said the exact same thing would happen to Spencer after we beat them. I was like, now they're going to kick it into gear and get into playoffs, um, which they're doing. But, you know, Blanco getting back, people getting healthy. Um, they're not always a big defensive shout for me, but – how and service tends to rotate um but i'm really excited for their home game against lafc particularly but then again just two double home games for me in the form that portland's in um has me paying attention this week excellent yeah we're gonna have some overlap blaine what about you yeah i actually put both new york city games down and i know tati's out but I like the way the team's been playing lately. The defense has been solid. Dallas is that first game. Um, I think that opens up a lot for Dallas to potentially score. Uh, I, so I do think that brings in some of the other side, but I still like New York City in this one as well. Um, Austin versus LAFC just jumped out at me as one of those highlight games for the week. I think both teams are finding ways to score. Um, I'm, I, I secretly am praying for a barn burner on this one. Like, I mean, a 4-4 game could be mo- a monster way to make a comeback if you do- if you really go heavy on that one. And with the way they're both playing, the way those defenses can be, the way these attacks are, I think this could really open up. And then I love that Atlanta versus FC Cincy game, uh, just the way Atlanta's playing right now. Um, if they rest, they'll probably rest on the front end. And so I look for them to go into that game full speed. And I think that one could be really, really good for picking up fantasy points. Indeed. Uh, as for uh, myself, I got a lot of overlap here with, uh, with what already has been said. I like the New York City games. I think there's some good options there, even without uh, Tati available. I like both Atlanta games. They've just been been hitting well. That's been my biggest struggle this week is like there's Atlanta players. I wanted all four positions, but I can't. So deciding... <laughs> 
which Same. three to go with with Atlanta, that's going to be a, a tough, I think, for some people. And, and even Portland, like Asher said, I, I'm not going to go all in on Portland, but I, I like some of what I've seen. And I think that's going to be two, two promising games for Portland. So those are definitely good for potential fancy points. Otherwise, I think you have a couple of even single game weeks this week that, that could look good. It's just going to depend. I think a lot of this are, are the bonus points that you're looking at, guys, with some of those consistent bonus points and having two games. I know we talked about this a lot. Two bites at the apple, 1.5 times the points, yada, yada, yada. Yes, Reed, we know. But we're really looking forward, to some extent, two shots at good bonus points. And and that can be be a huge thing for, for lots of these guys. So uh, people like Columbus or potentially um, Nashville and and New England, those those are all teams that are not all single game week teams, but uh, definitely some some players that that have good bonus point producing potential that, that you might be looking at. Tyler. Yeah. Um, so obviously, I mean, I think New York City and Atlanta are like the darling of this uh, double game week. Uh, and I'll definitely have, someone from those one of my forwards i think might be uh from new york city um but to throw out two other games that haven't been said yet um as far as single game weeks go um it's a bit of a homer pick but i like seattle away at rsl they've got stefan fry back knew who came back last week ladero's back in full force um rui diaz i think should be back like so i mean they're gonna be firing on all cylinders and um they've been kind of middling a bit this summer when they've been dealing with people away and injuries and and they just lost their momentum and i think they're getting ready to kick it into classic i think um, you'll see leo chu this week as well yeah um yeah. is the scuttlebutt from training which i'd like to think you'll have fantasy implications but sure. you don't know you don't know till you see it but attacking sure. many from out of brazil um he should feature in that rsl game if he doesn't feature in the midweek um tell me remind me what the game is uh yeah it's the na- not the league whatever cup? league of nation league of league yes. cup I think is right league cup yes um which non-MLS. is non-mls if he doesn't play in the non-mls game midweek I-, I think you'll see him against rso yeah and he could have similar to uh arango he could have similar implications where he comes on and i mean he could you know seattle's had good luck with some of the players so um definitely i might even be looking at them as like a depending on how my first weeks go as like a switcheroo first one of their defenders. Um, and then the other one, uh, other double game week that hasn't been said is LA galaxy. Um, Chicharito's back. Uh, you know, I think they haven't been doing what they want to do. Um, and I think Chicharito had a couple of bonus points this week. Um, you know, he could be an interesting pick. I'm still deciding. Uh, I, might, I might go with one of their defenders like Araujo cause I, I like um, what I've seen from, from them. And with Vanny coaching, I've, you know, they've been a much more reliable, I guess, uh, team than, than when they had um, Guillermo GBS, what I can't say his name. Um, so uh, yeah, those would be, would be my picks outside of the New York city and Atlanta. All right. Well, let's talk keepers, defenders, and clean sheets. Uh, what are you guys looking at this week? Blaine, let's start with you. Yeah, this is a tough week. Um, I'm still not sold on clean sheets, but I do see, I like the way New York City's playing when they're healthy. Um, Atlanta's defense has looked pretty good, but this is more matchup based. Um, I got through Nashville out there after I hyped them up a little earlier. It's just, I think they're, they're strong. I don't think Toronto is that strong. You want to kind of see that lineup, but I think Nashville is a single game week team is one of those that you could look for some bonus points, look for your regulars to score. Um, I just, with the injuries to Minnesota, the absences, maybe you throw sporting on this list as well. 
Uh, Fontas is a bonus point guy that you can count on for six, seven, eight, throw a clean sheet on there and break double digits. Like there, there's a lot of opportunity here. It's just, where is it going to be? Um, and so those are kind of my clean sheet teams. As far as who I'm looking at, I, I'm thinking Sean Johnson on the bench is my goalkeeper and then just throw Capro in there as the last game backup. Um, if all else fails, you throw him in there and hope that Colorado can't score. Vancouver's been up and down this year. If they're getting some of their defenders back, maybe they go on the road with a single game, a little more rested. Colorado's got to play midweek in Portland and then come back home. Yeah, it's at altitude, but maybe you throw in Cripo on the back end to give yourself a keeper option because you can see both scores. You can do that with pretty much any keeper on the front end that you want. I just like Johnson this week because, I, I don't know, FC Cincinnati is one of those that I, I don't necessarily like, and then Dallas on the road has been so hit or miss. I know Pepe and the, and the guys have been hot, but I could just see if they've got their full complement of defenders – they can shut down anybody in the league. So it's just, it's a gamble, but I think it, I, I like it. Uh, looking at a Colorado defender, looks like Rosenberry right now. I think he's got the most potential going forward for them. Um, definitely looking at Tinnerholm. Um, New York City, two, two games, good matchups on both of them. He gets involved in the attack. Uh, I'm behind, so I'm looking for a double-digit score here, and so I'm hunting with maybe a little less upside or more upside, less stability, and then probably going Fontas for the third one. Uh, just bonus points plus clean sheet on the home game. I I think that's where it's at. I you could go a lot of places. I'm just I'm trying to find that big score to try to make up some ground. So those are the guys I'm looking at for that. I just. I don't know where the goal – I don't think any defenders – you can't really find a goal, but Tinnerholm and Rosenberry seem to be two of the guys that get forward and pick up those attacking bonus points and could possibly pick up a clean sheet this week. Ashley? Yeah, I I like Atlanta. I I also like NYCFC. Um, I'm also considering Portland or ATX with the double home. Both of those teams go against my better nature. but I'm con- considering it. I don't know that I think that they're clean sheet locks. I think they're clean sheet possibilities. Um, I'm going with Brad Guzan in goal this week. Um, for me, that was an easy, easy choice. Um, he has a more consistent front line in front of him, um, a front line that's been, or a back line that's been playing well. Uh, so for me, it's him and then like six people if he doesn't hit. And honestly, I probably would still keep him for the second game and just play a a keep roof to start. Um, I, like I said, I'm I'm kind of, I've had six keepers I might throw to without him, but for me, it's Brad who's on this week. Um, I like Tinner home. I think that he's probably the best to take from that NYCFC back line. I like Brooks Lennon getting on the ball, getting up the wing. I think he's also kind of a no brainer. Um, I don't remember if it was their last double game week or the one before, but he did get rotated a double game week this season, which makes me nervous. Um, I think after every double game week, either on here in our, our host chat, we always talk about seeing lineups and tinkering. And it's not quite tinkering when it's a double game week because you do it to try to make sure whoever you had is going to play both games or, or at least the first one. Um, 
but I, like I said, I feel like I watched Lennon come in as a sub um, and then play the second or something like that for, for one of the last doubles. So it makes me a little nervous, but he's in such good form and he's, and he seems healthy. Um, and then I'm also considering fall and hear me out. Cause I know it's two road games. He's just getting bonus points. Um, he's getting consistent bonus points. He is getting, getting up there. I could see Portland not scoring and I could see Austin not scoring. So um, I don't know that he's someone that I would start. And then looking through what you guys have all said or will say, I'm also wondering if New York Red Bull defense is someone who should get a consideration. Um, they are also two road games, but they're going to Columbus who can't buy a goal right now. Um, and then they're going to play, let me double check myself. And then they play lifetime, lifetime. Who else do they play? They play somebody else. Uh, <laughs> oh, they go to inner Miami who again, not exactly a consistent goal scoring team. So, um, I know Reed always says never go double, double road. And I tend to feel the same way. Um, but I do wonder if Red Bulls aren't a team that, that maybe, um, would be a good differential, different differential defensive play, especially because Tolkien continues to play in the midfield, um, as a, as a winger, um, instead of in defense as a wingback. So, yeah. Yeah. Struggling teams. You never, you never know what could happen. Tyler. Um, yeah, I, uh, for clean sheets, um, I mean, I, I agree with Atlanta. The, the, I think the question will be, do you want to use one of your three, as you were saying, one of your three picks on Guzan? And I kind of thinking, the more I think about it, I'm really into the idea of playing Bond um, and going for the LA Galaxy. Because, I, I mean, Houston beat Austin 3-0, sure, but I don't think Houston's exactly been inspiring um and have had their own kind of turmoil so uh and i like that that home game's first for la galaxy um so that i can see how that goes and then if i if i want to switch out i can you know bring in fry um as the single game with raven turner um so i might do that for my goalkeeper uh i i like again i've said i like the seattle game um and i like the defense uh most most of all of that team but I'll be watching the cup game tomorrow to see, you know, who comes out. If they roll out a super strong lineup, then, you know, maybe there's a lot more concern about rotation. Um, so that'll be something I'm watching. Um, and then defenders. I also, I also like Lennon a lot. I'll probably have Julian Araujo um, in my back line. One kind of interesting one uh, is Richie Larea. Um, I mean, he's been stellar with Canada and uh, I think he could be stellar with Toronto if Toronto were better. Uh, and, um, so it's just about, do you, when do you think they're going to turn it around? Because they will turn it around. Um, and they're probably going to come out of the gates with like a, you know, all their players are going to get like a thousand points in one game week and everyone's going to be like, Oh my God. So, you know, do you risk front running that and ending up with like a couple duds? Um, so that's kind of what I'm playing with in my mind right now is do I want to take that risk or not? Cause like Blaine said, I also, I also feel like I need a lot to, to kind of pr propel myself back into, um, the front. So. Um, yeah, and then Alex Rodon, if he doesn't play tomorrow, I, I like Alex Rodon or um, probably at him the most of the wingbacks for uh, Seattle. Yeah, I don't think there's anything much I can add. Uh, I, I will expand upon thoughts about Guzan. 
uh, with with one of those spots. Uh, he was the first guy I brought in for keeper, and then I just had to start thinking about more like, oh, well, maybe I also want Lennon. Maybe I also want to get Barco. Oh, maybe I also want to get Joe. Oh, my gosh. what? I, I think for me, I, I'm leaning towards having Buzan as one of my two keepers. Uh, I'm really intrigued by you talking about L.A., though, Tyler, because I'll be honest, I, I, had, I had not really thought about uh, L.A. on the defense um, at, at that time or when I was first drafting this team. Uh, but, but I'm leaning towards going with Guzan because I think there are more options for Lennon than, than maybe you have for, for the keepers. And, and I, like, I have Guzan because I, I do like their shot at a clean sheet against Cincinnati. And then again, uh, I, I'm worried about their shot at a clean sheet against DC. That's, that's honestly, it's more about that Cincinnati pick because even though Acosta is doing well, and even though Brenner looked okay, uh, Cincinnati does still struggle. This is on the road. Um, and, and so I like, I like that option there. And then pairing that up with Johnson, I get that early game, but I'm, I'm almost hesitant, but I, I feel like I need to have an early game keeper because I mean, New York City is going up against America's forward. And so that's kind of a game that has me a little worried. Toronto is bad and Miami is also not fantastic. So they could still score there. Columbus has been struggling. Red Bulls uh, could could get a sheet, but they they have the ability. So like these first three games, I'm just really unsure about. And I feel like Johnson's the highest quality keeper of the six that are there. Uh, and so that makes me think maybe Johnson plus a Guzan. Um, but but I am really intrigued, Tyler, by by LA because that would easily work as well with mm-hmm. with Atlanta as Guzan. You have a lot of flexibility, everyone listening, because Guzan plays that first game on Wednesday, which is the next round. And so if it's as long as it's not one of those first six teams, you still have a lot to maneuver with. It gets hard for the DC game and the Orlando game because they just start 30 minutes after Atlanta, but it starts to get easier after that. So um, that's where I'm leaning right now. Otherwise, I think you guys have touched everybody else who I was looking at. Um, I don't know. Do we mention Mensa yet? Even I was going to say, yeah, M- Mensa is a is a good shout that we didn't mention because he was gone for World Cup qualifiers, so he yeah. should be back. And he's a bonus point guy. I mean that that's why he's there. Even if you're worried about Columbus, it's, it's a bonus point thing right there. Um, and then you have a couple options in New York City. So I think I have Callens right now, but you could always get Tanner Holm as well. So. Yep. All right, let's move on to midfielders. Ashley, who do you like? Yeah, I you know I've gone back and forth with Moreno and Barco so many times this season, not just this week, I tend to lean Barco, um, even though I know Moreno has been kind of a a fantasy favorite of late. I also know a lot of people that have picked up and probably will this week pick up both. Um, So I'm kind of going back and forth. Like we just talked about, do we use Bradford's on in that spot? And then you can have more attacking and yada, yada, yada. Um, I think I like Maxi. I, I think my head says Maxi, but my gut says no because of Tate being out and then the other attacking winger getting hurt. Um, they're at home, which is where Maxi tends to do the best. Uh, but I think how that lineup looks is what will indicate to me whether or not I want to stick with him. Um, Fafa Picolt got 12 points last week. Um, Houston has some interesting matchups this week but they seem to be clicking. Um, and a lot of that seems to be going through him. Even with the two bites of the apple and all of those things, I'm not going to not have Carlos heel. Um, he's he's got to be on the team this week. I'll probably roll him as a bench player, um, but he's still someone that nevertheless, I, I put on my team right away. And then I want to pick up Blanco from Portland, like I said, with the double home. Um, but I'm worried about his return from injury and whether or not he'll go both games. They're still subbing him 
pretty early um, in the in the Portland games, which makes me worry that he wouldn't start both. Um, and you know, with Servicey, you never really know. They need the points to stay above the line. So I don't know. Yeah, that one might be a little lineup dependent for me, but he's definitely someone I'm considering. Tyler. Um. Yeah, I. Uh, the one thing, and this is, I'm going to take for sure one single game we got in Carlos Hill because yeah. he has never done me wrong. Um, yeah. And I'm not going to slight him by keep like the wait and see approach. He deserves better than that. Um, so he was going right back into my lineup, uh, and I fully expect six to twenty points, uh, and I'll be happy with either of those. Um, I think Columbus are really struggling to get back to where they were. I mean, a ton of injuries, so it's not, you know a lot of it's not totally their fault. Um, and then I don't really have much to add to the Barco versus Moreno conversation. I'm currently staring at my lineup, and it has both of them in it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also have Lennon, and then I want Martinez, so uh that one I'm gonna have to wait and see how I feel it's gonna be kind of like a gut check day of um and uh otherwise Atuesta is one that I definitely have in I mean he's had a solid floor I feel like with two games with two bites of the apple he's gonna guarantee six seven points um so uh he'll definitely be in um, my lineup Uh, but that's all I got right now yeah I'm glad you said what you did I've got both Barco and Moreno I think they're both playing well and you could look at a 10 to 12 from one of them in the first game and another 10 to 12 from the other one in the second game. Like I, I think this is one where if they were playing a single game, I wouldn't do it. But since it's two games, I'm willing to take that risk and see what happens, especially with the Cincy game on the back end. I just, I really think there's an opportunity for a lot of points here. And I have both, which is why I don't have Guzan as my keeper. I went Johnson because I could not afford that Atlanta spot for the goalkeeper. Otherwise, it probably would be Guzan in that spot. Um, but I like both of those guys a lot. I'm Honestly, I'm thinking Rusnak still at this point. I know that Seattle game is tough, but they're, they're going to play San Jose without Nathan. RSL has been solid on the road this year. They've looked better than most years on the on the road. I mean, bonus normal, points. Good yeah. bonus point production but, lately. Yeah, it's just he's he's been so solid. He's he's due to go off again. I know gambler's fallacy, but he's due to have another one of those goal and assist games. Plus, pick up his regular bonus points. Nathan with San Jose. I just there's a lot to like in that one. Um, and for the same reason, I like the matchups here. I've got Mihailovic as well as one of my bench options. I think double game week, uh, Orlando and Chicago, just I think quietly ready to have another good game. He's been he's been doing good with the bonus points anyway. He's a seven eight performer, but I just I see something big here trying to get a differential. Chicago's defense is not that great traveling up to Canada. That's just going to be, that's just going to be a fun one for me. I, I like that Chicago game a whole lot more. And then I'm kind of waiting on lineups for that last spot. I've got Maxi Morales in there. I like both of those games. I think the weekend is good. If he doesn't start the Dallas game, I'm much more likely to keep Maxi in than I am to, if he starts the Dallas game, if he starts the Dallas game, you may think coach is looking okay since he's going to be, an easier matchup, but it's a road matchup. Let's just, let's win our home game. Let's uh, deal with the road game as it comes. 
and Maxie's been a guy that rotates some. So if he doesn't start, I'm much more likely to keep him in. There's no injury there. There's no concern there that I know of. I, I, I say no injury, and then I look over at chat and go, is Maxie healthy again? <laughs> well, he was out. I, I'm going to make an assumption here. He was out on a red card suspension. He wasn't not healthy. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I haven't seen anything to indicate that he got hurt in training or anything like that. He, sh- he if anything, he should be well rested. Yeah, that, that's what I'm thinking is, and it's just I know given his injury history, given what he's gone through in MLS, he does take a beating in a lot of games just because of how he plays. There, it, he is about a a one twenty maybe 150 guy in a double game week most weeks. He averages somewhere in there on double game weeks. But this so, first game is at home in that tiny ass field against a Dallas team. Yeah. You know? So yeah. I, I think that, oh, you know, a lot of times when you look at those two bites of the apple, he's in that lineup, even without Tati on that field against that team, the bonus point production is, is probably yeah. there. Yeah. And so I'm, I'm really looking at Maxi for that. Um, that means no heel. I just, I don't know with Columbus's defense. Well, it's just all my spots are full. If I take Maxi out of that game, it's probably to look at somebody like heel for that role mm-hmm. and take him for the weekend. And then I can look at all the single game weeks that are coming up between them because there's, there's some other ones there. It's just, it's really tough at that point. I mean, I would have all of the, because that game is, first one I would have the entire slate of double game week teams to look at to pick somebody else and I've kind of looked through those at to Esta makes a lot of sense um chat's asking about Nani um gambler's fallacy there Nani's due to go off like is he if, is he's he gonna show up I just yeah I just don't trust Nani especially in a double game week he's he's maybe 120 minutes max type of guy in a double game week right now yeah just and it's it's home and then road. Him. Yeah. If you, if, you, if you like him, take him, but he, yeah. I don't think he stands out. There's a lot of good midfielders this week. If, if it was a road game first and a home game second for Orlando, yeah, it's a whole lot safer to take Nani going for that road game, but coming yeah. off of going into a midweek game at home and then having to go on the road, like it's just yeah. too much in the air. So it, I'm, I'm struggling. What I'm saying here is I'm struggling to find a sixth midfielder after heel. Yeah. Beyond Maxi, it's like Maxi and Heel, depending on how the lineups come out. I'm struggling to find that sixth midfielder. Maybe sure. it's Atuesta, but I just I don't know. Atuesta's numbers are there, but it's two it's two road games. It's two teams that I just and I, I've been burned a couple of times by LAFC this year. So it's really hard just to jump back into that. Yeah. And a lot of the other guys I like, like I love Gressel, but Gressel's terribly out of form right now. Like there's some other matchups I really like, but the guys mm-hmm. just aren't in form. So it's it's feeling a little template to me. Maybe it's a little chalk, but it's that that's kind of where I'm at. So Maxi's my fifth with a potential role to heal if I don't like what I see from New York City. Yeah. Reed has a lot of the guys. I'm assuming he's out with a baby room was my assumption here. Uh, Reed has a lot of the same players that we talked about. Um, he threw Mukhtar out there with a question mark, which I have to assume is just based on his form, which is on fire. Um, he's also looking at Barco and Blanco and Heel um, and possibly Atresa and Maxi. So um, let's move into forwards. Tyler, who are you looking at for strikers this week? Yeah, um, 
one last shout that came to mind just for mids is if you're looking for bonus points, Madron is someone who I've had in my draft league for a long time. And uh, he's a very solid bonus points and he's now back. I think he had some, I don't know if it was COVID or something, yeah. um, but he's someone who's interesting to me. Mm-hmm. I had, I had one point on Reed's names too, is I just forgot to bring up um, Mukhtar kind of threw a, a wrench into the analysis we've had on him, but his road form has not been the greatest. Yeah, but last weekend it sure was. But last week he, I mean, he ended up with a nine. Um, like, kind of threw a wrench into the analysis, but road form is there. But Mukhtar is a guy we have seen rest this season. Mm-hmm. And there are 11 games left on the Nashville schedule. And they're not like, on a double. And they're going to Canada. Yeah. I think that's going, a- Yeah, but there are 11 games left on the Nashville schedule, and they play mm-hmm. only three of those at home. Mm-hmm. So depending on what the goal is, what they're looking at, I could see his minutes and his subs, his subbing out become moving up earlier, given all of the travel, all of this that's going on in these last 11 games, it's going to become hectic for them. And they're going to put a lot of miles on here because I mean, three home games is rough in that stretch. And Mukhtar is a guy we've seen rotate this year. Sure. We've seen him rest. We've seen him do stuff. Now, I don't know that this is a week to be worried about that. But if the game's in hand early, depending on whether it's him scoring or not, I could see him getting pulled 55, 60, 65 minutes sure. before he can finish off some of those bonus point modifiers, get to those extra shot numbers, extra pass numbers or whatever. And so that in the back of my mind is a big worry going forward with him throughout the rest of the season because of the travel that he's going to take. Sure. Yeah. Strikers? Um, yeah. I think you look at uh, Toronto, too, and you can see how their first game goes and then, you know, adjust if you wanted to. Yeah. If, you, if, they, if, they, if they absolute dumps are fire, then maybe you go for it. Um, but, yeah, for strikers, uh, you got to ride the hot hand. Pepe, you know, mm-hmm. Pepe for life. He's insane. <laughs> I mean, it's the man's on fire. Like, uh, you know, to come into the national team and do what he did um, and then to come right back and – slot right back in and and do it again um he's he's like a must start for me especially with the the derby in in texas in the second game i don't think away i mean it matters but i I almost feel like peppy's a guy that probably feeds off of that um environment uh looking at what he did when he went away to you know honduras um so he can do it there i feel pretty confident he can do it in in houston a team that i think uh is ripe for um uh, for some goals uh and then i have chicharito um I've, I've been talking up la and uh i like la um i think that you know he's he's back he's feeling good um he just came back last week so maybe it wasn't as as strong of a performance but he'd come on strong this week and then um i have the, the new lafc forward although i'm gonna pick an lafc forward if when rodriguez comes back I and mean, he's also been on fire so i'm kind of torn between between those mm-hmm. two um but i think i'm gonna have a lafc player for that that other slot because i think they're starting to you know they've been this team all year that is supposed to be supporter shield favorites um just based off of the coaching and and the first personnel they have um and i think that we're going to start to see more of of that uh high quality team that we have been kind of waiting for so um one of them is probably my third forward um yeah. Uh, Blaine. Yeah, I'll answer the LAFC debate. I'm going with Arango. I'm going to go with the hot foot. 
I like the way they're playing. I don't know if Rodriguez is going to be back. I don't know if Bell is going to be back, but I don't think it really matters. It's two good games on the schedule. Um, I just, I can't, it's hard to shy away from a guy who's that hot playing two games. I don't care that they're on the road. It's just, it's two games. It's two friendly games for him with, Austin not being the greatest, and Portland's one of those teams that I think LAFC can match up with well. I think they've got the speed and the players to kind of mess with Portland and draw them out of position a little bit. It's just I think it's just the way they play, and Arango's one of those guys that can help with that. So I don't think there's any switch there. I don't think I would go to Vela if he's there. I think if Vela's there, it just strengthens my Arango pick, hoping the team won't try to play through Vela too much just kind of play more natural. I think they're playing better when they play more natural and don't worry about the name on the jersey and just play. And Arango benefits from that a lot. Um, I panned him a little bit earlier, but two home games, um, LAFC's defense is not what I like. And San Jose is one of those teams that's hit or miss. I'm going to go back to Driussi again. I think the one game slump was more of an aberration rather than him being having or falling off a little bit. And so I'm going to go right back to him. Um, again, I'm trying to make big moves. So he's a guy that's really easy to throw in there. And I think a lot of people may shy away from him after seeing a three. And so I'm hoping that I can get in on him when a lot of people are shying away and just make some moves. And then obviously it's going to be Martinez as well. Um, I just, if I said no Guzan, I've got two midfielders. I'm going to go for the attacker as well here or the striker here, and it's just, I think I'm going to, I think they're ready to go. I think this is where you can pick up a lot of points, and I think they're going to share the points pretty well, and so I think having all three is going to be a benefit, and you may be able to make eight-point goals instead of five-point goals here with the three guys in there, and anytime you're picking up eight points a goal on your team, that's huge, and I'm just, I'm praying for a lot of goals in Atlanta on that, but I think they're, I think they've got them this week. I'm expecting at least three or four goals from the team this week, and my three guys to be involved in almost all of them. Uh, I like Arango too. Um, I, you know, I think it's a fine line between jumping out of bandwagon and, and like Blaine said, riding a hot foot. Um, their away form is something that I'm a little worried about because he hasn't played or done well away from the bank. Um, so it might be a little lineup dependent for me, but I'll probably keep him anyways. Um, I'm looking at, Drew, he burned Blaine and I both this past week, and we both talked about him and talked him up last week. Um, but I also like these two home games for Austin. I think I think he should get back into a little better fantasy production. Um, and then currently, and I know this is going to sound a little out there, I, I threw Daryl DK on my bench as my third striker. Um, I don't love Orlando at, at the moment, nor do I love both of their matchups. Um, but I do love Daryl DK. So I, I'm going back and forth between him and Yosef and Felipe Mora. Um, I love the peppy shout. I, I don't know if I want it, but I love it. Um, and so, you know, that, that third striker spot for me, I wish I could have eight middies and just one or two strikers this week. Um, but those are kind of who I'm floating around for that, for that final striker spot. Yeah, it sounds like for me, you guys have touched on a lot of what I was looking at and even some of the bench options, I had DK down there as uh, as a potential uh, for that third spot, Mora down there. Uh, and of course for Ari, yes. 
perhaps perhaps Olukamara. He was actually the first guy I put in, and then I started mm-hmm. thinking about some of the other options. Like, uh, mm, yeah. and he just kind of kept getting bumped down. Yeah. My, I did the lineup. exact same thing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and again, I I just kind of discounted LA Galaxy a lot at the beginning of this round because of some of the rough form they had at the beginning of the season, and then they lost a lot of guys to injuries and the call ups, and they're all coming back. And so it's like, oh, that's right, they've they have some players. And uh, I don't hate, I don't hate that, that Chicha shout out that, that you gave Tyler. I mean, looking at it, playing against Houston, playing against Minnesota home and away, um, not, not horrible. Both teams have vulnerabilities. Of course, the biggest thing is, is he going to find that form? It took him a little bit of time to warm up in the past. And so uh, that, that's the big question. So I think that is definitely a risk, probably a risk that's too rich for my blood, um, even trying to make up some ground, but Maybe, maybe I'll get comfortable with it. The the more I look at, uh, I was going to say as the week goes by, I was going to say as the hours wow. tick down uh, <laughs> as that. But right now I'm looking at Yosef uh, Arango and Derusi. Uh, that's why ultimately I decided I would want Yosef more than Lennon as well, which makes me, again, go back to maybe having a font toss or somebody up there and going with Guzan. But uh, yeah, I think I think these are the main choices. Probably pretty chalk. I'd, I'd imagine Yosef Arango and, and Derusi are going to be a pretty chalk combination um for for this round so we'll see maybe that is why the chicha is the way to go the differential all right well let's wrap things up with our captain picks blaine who do you like uh i've tripled up on it let's just go full force i'm going moreno on this one again it's just if should have done it last week i yeah uh (laughs) I know. I, I just I should have. I, I I'm going back to it. I think this is the Atlanta surge right now. I I just I feel that I feel good about the team. As much as I hate to say I feel good about Atlanta, I feel good about the team. I feel good about the fantasy potential. And I think if I want a shot at getting back in this game, I'm gonna go. I've got to ride Atlanta, and hope that they really exceed expectations through the stretch, and get me into Champions League. Tyler. Yeah, I'm a, I mean, I'm a terrible captain picker uh, from a, not like I pick bad captains all the time. I pick some good captains, but uh, I, I'm very, I'm a big fiddler. So uh, do not take what I say now as my word that that would be what I pick <laughs> um, because I'm very likely to change when I see lineups or something. I just get a feeling. Um, but right now it's actually on uh, Carlos Hill just because I'm, I, I feel like I'm, I can at least count him for six to eight points. And so I've never, I have not been sad with a heel captain this year. I've captained him maybe 15 times. I mean, he hasn't played that many games, but anytime he's played a game, I've captained him and it's, it's done pretty well for me. So he, he may get the armband, but uh, I'm kind of thinking of, of Barco as my, as my other one. Um, and the more uh, Blaine talks up Barco in Atlanta uh, and Moreno, the more I want to pick another person so that I have more of a differential. Um, so I'm starting to think about some of the LAFC players uh, as like a, as a complete differential. Cause I know some people are scared of their away games, um, but they do have that capacity to go off for like a five, three game. Um, and it really LAFC and Atlanta, are the two teams that I see with that potential. So um, I'm looking probably to captain one of those players, um, but it's going to be, it's, it's either going to be uh, Barco Moreno or, Rodriguez or maybe out to West, honestly, because I know some people don't love what 
uh, what he's been able to do. But I think just two weeks ago, he put up like 19 points. Um, and I know it depends on where he plays and, you know, what position he's being asked to play for uh, for Bob. But, um, I mean, he's got two games to, to get in that position and, and um, put up. He has a low floor also. So, like, he's not going to kill you with a two-point dud. Um, yeah. Actually. So complicated, yeah. I am captain in an Atlanta midfielder. I don't know which one. I think I think they both are a little chalky, but when I sit down and really look at the matchups and who's playing who um, and who's in form, I think for me that's where it has to go. Um, I'm not against any of the, the other shouts for sure, especially what Tyler just said, uh, but for me it's going to be Moreno or Barco. Yeah, for me right now, it's on Barco. I know Moreno has had a lot of those consistent sort of double-digit points, which is nice. Looking back at uh, Barco, though, each of the last two double game weeks, he's had like a five-point and then a teen, and then a five-point and then a teen. And so kind of like I could go for a teen. That would be nice. Uh, and so I'm, I'm just looking at uh, that, though Moreno does have the consistency. I have Barco in my team right now. Uh, I'm not going to be doubling up. That That's part of my midfielder spiel there would have been that, that it's, it's going to be one or the other. And right now it's Barco. Um, and I kind of just kind of like that explosive option right there. So I have it on, on him right now. Uh, I could tinker. Uh, we'll see. That's uh, that's not going to lock me into anybody from the first from the Tuesday game. So I, I can still see the Atlanta lineup. And a lot of that is betting against FC Cincinnati. Just, just honest right there. I, I think that's kind of what Ashley might've been tiptoeing around. It's like, it's gotta be an Atlanta, offensive player because they're playing against Cincinnati. So it's just, it just is what it is. Uh, I, I also thought about heel, like Tyler had said, I, I just, the two games, the two times for a good score for the captain is what's coming out for me. So yes, heel could get like the seven to nine, which would definitely be awesome against Columbus, which has struggled. He, he could get the team. I mean, that, that could, that could be it, but I've got two chances with an Atlanta team against Cincinnati. So that's, that's what's ultimately pulling me away from heel or even Mukhtar against Nash or against Toronto, something like that. So just, just that it's that, that two, two shot, two shots. All right. Well, that's all that we have for the show tonight. Sorry for my little disappearing act there. Baby Roo was fighting sleep like something <laughs> off, like, like he was on Hawaii time. That's what it was. He was fighting <laughs> sleep like Hawaii time. Uh, but we are now at the point in the show where we are going to be talking about plugs. So Tyler. Uh, oh, um, so I don't really have any um, <laughs> plugs for myself would be, you can check me out on Twitter. Uh, T Bartels 12. Um, it's been my Twitter handle for a while. Uh, for those of you, throw out a non fantasy related plug if you're interested in Japanese culture. Uh, I know Reed is. Uh, <laughs> he can obviously talk about ways to get involved, but uh, that's what I do. I work with Japanese high school students uh, and doing study abroad programs. So uh, not just participate in my programs, but if anybody's looking to get involved, feel free to shoot me a DM. I'm always happy to, to chat Japan or international relations. Thank you. Maybe he will move you to Hawaii. Yes, maybe. Move you? Like he's just going <laughs> to. I'll say hi well, when you get here. There you go. Blaine. Yeah, uh, I want to joke and say Riger's whiskey because they fueled me through this horrible weekend uh, and get started. But no, um, that's just, I just grabbed the bottle. So I was just like, oh, yeah, I'll just plug them. But no, uh, last word on sports and Matt Pollard for giving me a platform to throw some information out on. I wrote about a 3,000 word piece on the U.S. men's national team last week, and Matt ran it for me. 
Uh, gotten some good responses where I've shared it, but that's out there on the Last Word on Sports, your Last Word on Soccer Network. If you want to find it, I think I retweeted it. Just a, I used to write a lot. That's actually how I got here is I used to write for some other stuff, and then I started doing fantasy, and then I found this fantasy boss dude sitting out there and decided to join his team instead of continue writing. And with a young family, it was just not feasible to keep writing regularly. It's still not. Reed's probably frustrated that I don't do more articles for him. But yeah, writing has just been few and far between. But every once in a while, I get the itch. And it's nice to have Matt and Last Word there to give me a platform to write on. I've got an open invite that they'll take any article I ever want to throw at them. And it's just, it's nice to have that. And I appreciate Matt for everything he's done for me over the years on that side. And I've got a new article that Go, you can go check out. Yeah, it's been a lot of fun to write and rant and rave about the national team a little bit and try not to be too negative because there's way too much of that going on out there. Ashley. Um, I don't really have any. I was trying to look at what this was before it was my turn and I couldn't fully find it, but I have one very important shout out and I'm delaying so that I can find it. Uh, yeah, I'm shouting out Spencer Savage, who got a 104 this week. Um, he's my plug, and it brings me so much joy to have the man that I ripped on this podcast for several years just be crushing this season like I've never seen him crush before. Yeah, so so my new idea for a podcast spinoff, or at least like a little <laughs> like YouTube short section or something. It's just going to be called like the Savage Sandwich and it's going to be, be <laughs> you, guys, yes, you two and me, just you two and me. Yes. And like you, and I'll be in the middle. You'll be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'll be like, yeah, listen to them. You're the Bam, voice Savage Sandwich. Reed, he captained Mukhtar and he got a 104 with a Ruan one and a DK zero starting. Like. <laughs> Forget the Discord article. We'll just be like, here's Skylar's picks this week. Skylar. Here's, here's, yeah, here's Spencer's, here's Spencer's picks this week. We probably we'll shouldn't do that in my payoff. Skylar's picks are the ones you should listen to. Keep calling. <laughs> Oh, goodness. Uh, as for myself, uh, if you're since you don't have access to Spencer's picks, you can head over to MLSFantasyBoss.com so you can have access to not only this podcast, but also the weekly ELO rankings that I publish and the Discord player ranking poll, which is right up there with Skylar's rankings. Uh, so you can see the feedback from people from the Discord community uh, and uh, just get lots of little tips right there. And again, the Discord community, MLSFantasyBoss.com slash Discord, the best way to get involved with all of the projects that we have going on. And of course, if you want to become a supporter of this show, you can head over to our Patreon account. Uh, that's P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash M-L-S-F-I. Get a chance for you to get some cool things like we gave away masks this year. And of course, our, our yearly sticker. Uh, I'm just covering up because there we go. Read, learn how to podcast. And uh uh, yeah, it's a great way to get involved in the community. It, it helps support some of the financial expenses that we have. And people like Tyler are there and you can play against them in these awesome leagues. And, and it's a lot of fun and chance of prizes and swag. So uh, head over that. All that's connected. MLSFancyBoss.com is the easiest way to find out how all of these projects can be involved. And as we get close to the end of the season, if you are want to be eligible for a prize in one of my leagues, you must be registered so that I can get in touch with you easy. And that also happens at MLSFancyBoss.com. That's all that we have for the show tonight. Thank you, everyone who stuck with us for this. Uh, don't forget to set your teams for tomorrow. And as always, good luck.